that, and it's pretty likely. I think they're favored to win the World Series now. Dude, if the Tribe wins the World Series, he might stroke out, dude. He might just have an aneurysm, blow it up in his head, and the dude's done. So, at the very least, I hope Mrs. Hamilton has been paying in on that life insurance. Or at least reading it thoroughly, like, any day now, any day now, I get all this Indians money. Can't wait. Who knows? You know, I don't know. We don't know the inner workings of the Hamilton household. We do not know. I think if I die live on air, the company just throws me out, but I'm sure Tom Hamilton has something nice coming to him. Literally, they would just come in, move your body to the side, (laughs) throw somebody else in there. That's exactly what would happen. I actually watched the bulk of that game yesterday Mm -hmm. in public at Roosters, Okay, and it was so awesome. Like, sports is amazing. Like, when things are going really well for your team, strangers are now best friends. Right. Like, you're sitting in the bar. There I was just waiting on chicken wings, and I was sitting around with a couple of uh, friends, and, like, the every, tables next to you are high-fiving you during home runs and stuff, and it's just like, see, this is why sports is cool. Yeah, I mean, at its best, this is what sports is. This is what, it's a celebration. It's enhancing your life. It's making you Brings feel you better. Brings you together. Right. It's making you feel better about what was a day that you didn't want to deal with. You know, vast majority of people are dealing with a vast majority of crap every day, so it's like, fine. You get this escape, um, you know, and you see the best of it with uh, with 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 the Cleveland Indians, and you see the worst of it with the Cleveland Browns, right? Yeah, so. I, uh, I, I, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? Actually, and I know everybody's Indians crazy today, as you should be, as you as should, should be. be. I'm sitting here wearing an Indians T-shirt and hat right now. We should all be Indians crazy, and I know I bet against them the other day, jerks. Stupid. Don't I? No, I dude, yeah, look, <laughs> I had to pay the five hundred bucks. You don't think I feel stupid? I don't need you piling on. See, dude, a good marriage counselor would tell you that that's why we fight right there is because I admit what's wrong with me right. and then you just were like yeah that is what's wrong I'm with sure you. she would totally side with you yeah you know what Stansberry he's infallible he just does everything perfect Fantone it's all your fault well I you know <laughs> I'm the fat one with feelings so of course that's the one that that the, that the marriage counselor like yes yeah. that's I'm, I'm the one I am the one but yeah it was uh I know everybody's high on the Indians but I gotta tell you I kind of feel like the Browns might win like, I feel like they might. Now, here's the thing. I think I might try to get the money back I lost on the Indians on the Browns on Sunday. Because, dude, they're getting, I think they're getting points. Bro, now listen. Over the three years that I've known you, I honestly am like, well, dude, if there's one thing, you know, Dan does know a decent amount about sports. There's definitely one of the things I feel like you you know what you're talking about. Um and you know, put a pin in that later. I want to find out what I don't know. <laughs> up until recently, up until recently, you no, know, you're not getting off that easy. On I've even viewed you as a pretty savvy gambler. Like I feel like, and I am. You've made good decisions. I feel like you know, you, you've told me about fight, fights you've bet on off the air, and I'm like, all right, well, dude, when you put it through that filter, yeah, you're making money there. Now I'm not a big gambler. I'm not an expert of it, but you, in the past week, have decided to. Number one, bet against Corey Kluber in the white hot Cleveland. That Indians, was dumb. And you think you're going to make your money back by betting on the Cleveland Browns? Well, hold on. What? Dude, let me tell you why. We're on the road and we're getting eight at Baltimore. Right now, I can get the Browns getting eight. Now, here, no, eight. here's now, that's a dude. That is a lot. Anything over a touchdown in the NFL is it's crazy. It's a lot. Like crazy. And so here's my math. All right. Baltimore plays Cincinnati last week. They pick Andy Dalton off four times. Throttled him. Four times, and they scored 20. That's it. You pick an opposing quarterback off four times, and you only score 20 points? Like, 
That's a low. In today's NFL, 20 points is low no matter what happens. Worth noting, the Bengals scored zero points. You know what I'm saying? So if you could shut down the Cincinnati Bengals, I feel like you should probably be able to shut down the Cleveland Browns. And all it's going to take is eight points to to, to essentially get over that hump. I just don't want you to lose money, bro. Like I feel like like against Corey Kluber, but for Deshaun Kaiser. It doesn't make sense to me. Right now, Dustin Kuhn is jumping up and down at work like, you're damn right! You're damn right! Deshaun Kaiser goes to Baltimore and wins. I got that one guy back on my side now. So you think that's a sucker? Eight I do. points? I do. I think that's a sucker bat, dude. I do. When I saw that they picked off Andy Dalton four times and could only put up 20, and dude, we were kind of like step in step with Pittsburgh where it's like, ah, dude, is this team better than I think that they are? Essentially, not only... I, Maybe I, I, I've been wrong. I think it's a bad bet, but I mean, if you were just going in there independently, like, all right, I'm just going in there to go bet, whatever, but you're going in there to double down on money already lost, and I feel like if your plan... <laughs> I've been doing for, that for about a decade. For money already lost, is betting on the Cleveland Browns, bro, you're going to have a bad time. See, here he is. He's giving me the gift of Fred Sanford. <laughs> God, sometimes I love Twitter. All right. I, all right. So here's the thing. I'm not going to bet the Browns. Okay. But, dude, I'm just telling you. Okay. If they cover eight, okay. you are taking – dude, I'm telling you right now. Monday is going to be your <laughs> least favorite day on the Stansberry Show of all – freaking time. I'm all telling right. you right now, dude, if all I right. miss out on that opportunity, because, dude, apparently my marriage counselor says I got to <laughs> listen to my wife occasionally. <laughs> we do have a couple of things to give you today. D. Snyder tickets will be at 745. TSO tickets will be at 845. And both at 8 and 9 o'clock, you have a chance to head out to do the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll give you your first keyword at 8 o'clock on Rock 106.9. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. When you're way into the D. Snyder Show, 745 is when we'll pass out those tickets. Fantone, I think you're wrong, buddy. Okay. Uh, I, I have read a quote online from Big Ben Roethlisberger, the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback. Okay. And he says he's impressed with what he saw out of the Browns week one, and that team's going to surprise people, is his quote. Dude, they're getting eight on the road in Baltimore. You don't think they cover eight after what you saw week one? I mean, I, I know they lost, and right. I, dude, like that's how bad the Browns have been. Is that we've lost, and like Browns fans are like, dude, we're pretty good. It's good, no, it's actually <laughs> the best they've been in who knows how long. Dude, we're pretty good, but I think that they honestly, your team's going to get better as the year goes on. And I have been a believer in Hugh since they hired him. I've been a Hugh guy, and I, what do I always say? I think he can coach men. I think he can lead men, right? And I think he's going to get them to continue to buy in the plan. And eight points in the NFL is monstrous. It is. It's a lot. Eight's the thing that makes it different. And I would assume that, well, today being Thursday, there's still room for that or time for that to, to, to change. And if he can lock it down at eight, I, I guess. But you're betting on the Cleveland Browns, and that just never feels smart to me. I'm sorry it doesn't. I, eight is a lot. I, I'll make room for that. I bet you by the end of the week, I bet you by Sunday, it's going to be down to like six and a half. You know, that's what I'm saying. saying. I want to get it now. Well, I mean, now's the time to act. If you're going to do it, don't wait. Don't don't. If you're going to like now, act. I want to make sure I give this uh, the proper guy credit here because the guy actually, yeah, Will tweeted in and gave me a really good bet. He said, "Bet on the Cowboys at Denver. Denver's getting two and a half at home." But, dude, if Ezekiel Elliott is playing and Dak Prescott, dude, looked like the Dak from last year in game one. Now, granted, it was the Giants, and they didn't have OBJ, but, dude, yeah. Dude, Denver's, I don't I don't think their offense is going to be able to, well, yeah, two and a half might be a good bet. Well, that might be a good one. I don't know. Taking Ben Roethlisberger's advice. 
He's the winningest quarterback in Brown Stadium. That's well, not, dude. That's not hyperbole. He is the winningest quarterback in Brown Stadium. Um, I will say, as far as the Steelers go, go Browns. Um, when it comes to when it comes to a true litmus test of like how did how did this year go? The second game they play Pittsburgh, that really will be a barrier for them. You think so? I don't think they're going to end up winning more than four games. But if one of those games can be Pittsburgh and you look improved from Week One to whenever that second game is, that will be a hurdle for them to get over it's like Ohio State beat Michigan dude like just beat Michigan I mean it's kind of the way it is I mean that'll be a big victory for them so the other day in California, there was a there was a man running from cops okay. through a neighborhood where apparently houses are pretty close together, right? Okay. Because the guy was running on the rooftops of the houses Jeez, and jumping dude. from roof to roof, right? Jeez, like, dude, imagine being a cop, having to chase somebody on foot first would suck, right? But now you're like looking at building tops and the guy's like jumping from house to house on on, on roofs. That would be terrifying, right? Yeah. And so, like, finally, then the guy ends up on one roof, won't come down. Right? So it's like SWAT comes out, the whole thing comes out. They got like every police officer in the county out there and they're trying to like, you know, negotiate the guy down from the roof now. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know in a lot of California neighborhoods, those houses are like literally right on top of each other, not much yard space or anything like that. Eventually, you would run yourself into a corner. But I mean, dude, that's that's crazy. Of course, a million cops are coming. If you, dude, if you're going from rooftop to rooftop, that, I mean, it feels like a movie. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I thought this was. So it's about five hours now, Phantom. The cops are on the ground, like trying to negotiate this guy down. Which, by the way, where's the beanbag, like shotgun? Yeah. Where you just beanbag the guy, (laughs) knock him down, and go get him. Where is that thing, right? After five hours? And after five hours, I wonder what's going through the dude on the roof's head. Like what he's thinking, like what he's like. Here's my damn it. This building's not tall enough to commit suicide. That's what he's thinking. Because, I mean, how are you getting out of that? You're not. You know, you're not. I mean, eventually you're going to have to pee, right? Like, eventually, like, what is he doing? Just standing up there peeing? Well, he's got gutters up there. Okay. You know what I mean? You know, you got a way to go. But what we're not thinking of is who's in the house. Oh, yeah. Right? So it turns out it's an old man. 83 years old, this guy is, who's in this house. So he says, dude, I just got tired. Wilford Burgess is this guy's name. Oh, wow. Wilford. 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 Right? And so he's just mad now. He's like, this is five and a half hours. This is what this took. He's like, this is excessive. Goes to the garage, gets a ladder, goes up on the roof and tosses the guy over. Jeez. The cops let him go up on the roof. I'm surprised the cops didn't stop him. He says he was on my roof for about an hour, hour and a half. So I climbed a ladder to the roof and I pushed the man off into the custody of the police. He says he was up there way too long. I figured if they can't get him off my roof, I can. Wilford, what a badass. Apparently his granddaughter recorded the incident on her cell phone. And she says here, he's like the strongest person in our family. It was not a surprise to us, which I am not surprised by that because in my family, my mom's dad, no longer with us, was like the strongest dude ever. Earl was a bad son bitch. He was just scrappy, had huge hands. Sure, but you're 84, dude. I mean, like... I, I, no matter how strong you were in your youth and like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's still some residual grandpa strength on you, but like, God, dude, you're 84. The fact that you could even get up a ladder is amazing. It doesn't tell me how old, like, the person running from the cops is, but I'm sure he wasn't in his 80s because he was jumping from <laughs> roof to roof. You know there. what I mean? And so, like, you, Fantone, you bring <laughs> exactly. You imagine that, right? But you bring up an excellent point because if I was sitting at home, and there was a guy on top of my roof. I'd be sitting there thinking, well, I can get up there. But, I mean, he's running from the cops. He's probably tougher than me. I ain't <laughs> like, doing it. 
I ain't doing that. Hell like, what no, you, I'm like, not. Like, what are you doing? Like, don't you feel like a sissy? Like, you got a woman that lives in that house. Like, at least I'm alone in there and I could be a coward. We're getting out, dude. There's no effing way. I mean, oh, dude, so you're climbing up this ladder as an 84-year-old, as an octogenarian, dude. And, like, what if that guy just would have kicked you off that ladder? You'd be dead. There's no way. You'd at least, at least have a broken hip, if not more. Like, how embarrassing is that, dude? You're running oh. from the cops and you're trying to use rooftops, which, by the way, has to be the slowest escape plan I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Like, how, how fast can you possibly get away doing that? And then you get thwarted by an 83-year-old grandfather? Some dude named Wilford. He's got to take his walker out to the ladder, carrying his carrying his urine bag on the side. Jeez. Dude. Just 84-year-old dudes tossing people off of roofs. The, dude, the greatest generation indeed. Honestly, man. Indeed. Suck at millennials. <laughs> exactly. The millennials like Ooh. thumbing through like his phone trying to figure out who to call for help. Right. Live streaming hits. That guy's out there with, you know, a tattoo of like, you know, a boat anchor. Wow. And out there just tossing people off roofs like Popeye. Wilford, what a badass. Yeah, that dude. was bad, pretty badass. We'll be right back with more Sands Ray Show. You hang on. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.969. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Win your way out to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Your first keyword happens at 8 o'clock this morning. Pretty excited about that. Yeah, dude. You uh, you better you better start sending those keywords in. Though. It's this week, right? I, mean, I was going to say, I think today and tomorrow are your last shot. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah, first opportunity, 8 o'clock. Um, everybody knows I'm a golf fanatic. Yeah. So Zor Golf Club once again has asked me to uh, come and be part of their Firehouse Mixed Doubles Championship. Smart. That's going down September 23rd. Now here's how it works. It's a it's it's a co-ed team, male female, two person team, but it's only fifty dollars for both of you to play, which is a real for people who play in golf outings. You know that's a really good deal. Most of the time, dude, it's more than fifty bucks for one person. Jeez. So it's fifty dollars for the couple, male female team there. ZorGolfClub.com is how you get entered into that. But it's on the 23rd this month. And uh, if you've never played Zor and have been thinking about it, this is the perfect opportunity to do it because it's going to be, I mean, dude, it's a very good price on that. And it's a phenomenal golf course. Now, I know last year, um, you I know, did not win. you did not win. I did not win. Did Actually, not win. Kathy and Randy Gaunter are your defending champions of the Stansbury Cup. All right, Kathy and Randy, I'm sure they'll be involved. They again. were damn good. Randy's a damn good golfer. Now, you uh, you found a partner last year through the through the listening audience. I did. The $20 million. And actually, her to, and I just went to Alice Cooper the other night together. Are you going to... And uh, her double, husband. I was going to say. Her <laughs> husband and some friends. It wasn't like, yeah, I'm just taking this married woman to Alice Cooper. Are you going to you know count her as your partner again? She's, yeah, she's okay. already in. I was going to say, maybe we find a new one. But no, if you feel and, like you got a winner, then stick with uh, it. No, no, no. She, she's my partner again, which means you can beat us because she's... Oh. No. You don't want to get a new partner if you feel like she sucked last nah, year? Nah, dude, because Serene's fun. Okay. Like, you got to remember, 18 holes of golf All right. can be a long time with somebody. And she's at least fun. Like, and I like her. Like, we're of the same... Like, we're both 15 in our head. Okay. You know what I mean? So, like, we get along really good. So, no. But, if yeah, if you want to get in on that, ZoraGolfClub.com is how you sign up for that. It's a really good deal. Yeah. That sounds like a good deal. You know what I did yesterday, buddy? I do not know what you did. Dude, I spent my I spent the early part of my afternoon. Now, at late part of the afternoon, I was in a bar stuffing my food, my fat face full of wings, watching the watching Indians the win. Indians, okay, but my early part of my afternoon, I um, you know, we get out a little early, and Kirsten, one of our saleswomen, was like, "Hey, let's." I, I borrowed. Um, she has a, a few firearms, and she borrowed a couple from her husband, and was like, "Let's go over to Great American Shooting Sports." You know, you, you're now there. Uh, you're now their celebrity endorser, the voice of, and uh, the voice of. She's like, "Let's go over there." 
there. She's like, we'll get you a little bit more comfortable with, you know, firing some of the stuff I got. Um, I just want to say that, dude, Kirsten's kind of a badass. She is a total badass. Like, I never would have guessed it from, like, looking at her or even really interacting with her. But, like, the more and more stories I hear about her, it's like, dude, she is kind of a badass. Like, she's quickly becoming one of my favorite coworkers in the building, for sure. She, uh, she's the one who, who, who was asking Stansberry about advice for our tattoo shop. And, yeah. you know, we sent her over to Heritage. And, yeah, and, we did and, send her over there. And she loves her tattoo she got there, and, by the way. And, and now she's taking you out to the shooting range? Dude, she's pretty legit there. Yeah, no, she is. So she borrowed a couple of things. You know, she And actually, she brought her SIG 226, which is like, it's a, I believe that's still a 9mm weapon. And she's like, she's like fire that. And Jeez. Fantone, it was awesome. Like, it was amazing. And that place is fantastic. Like, if you're into the, like, the whole firearm thing, like, dude, they, dude, they'll rent you, like, assault type rifle stuff. Jesus, dude. And sure enough, I go in there, place been open under a month, and I go in there, and there's six dudes already in there firing. So I was like, man, this was, and I've been telling those guys, I said, you have filled a hole here. Like, cause I believe, like, the nearest place you could have went before was, like, Alliance or Maslin. And it's like, dude, you filled a, ma- like, you did something really well, and you filled a hole in the market. Like, those two things normally, Normally will lead to a successful business. Yeah, Second Amendment's pretty popular here in Stark County. I can't <laughs> believe like I can't believe that like it took this long for somebody to be like, no, this is what we're gonna do. Especially with like if you're if you're able to go in there and rent or I don't know if it's that's the right term for it. Yeah, no, like you can bring your own stuff in right. and they'll rent you some stuff. Now there are obviously there are some Ohio laws and you know gun not, you can't just go in there and throw grenades downrange. Like there's you know what I mean? There's going to be a limit on what what you can do. But the fact that they're giving you the the option to fire weapons that you might not necessarily have would had never on your do. own or, or would whatever. not buy, but very right. interested to do it. Oh, right. I just feel like that's that's a great business model right there. Like, Absolutely. It makes all the sense in the world. So Absolutely. Good. And they do advanced tactical training there. And that, like that's where I'm going to be doing my CCW classes. So like if that's advanced tactical training. So if I'm like trying to like, I don't know, swarm a building or something, they're going to show me like, hey, well, here's how you. you I know. didn't know this, but a lot of police departments don't have their own gun range. Okay. And I would have thought for sure they just do because, yeah. well, like, we want them to be proficient, right? Very much and so. And so a lot of them don't. And so, like, they're offering, uh, you know, a space large enough. Like, dude, you can roll, like, a like a cop cruiser into the building. Yeah. They can open the door, Hell and yeah. so they can practice firing from behind the door, which, of course, they need to know how to do. Of course they do. Yeah, so, like, no, that dude, makes all sense in the world. They go all the way from, like, I don't know how to hold this thing all the way up until, like, they can help you with advanced tactical training. That's awesome. I, um, I you know. That place is awesome. It's a as a, as a libtard, some people have called me. I, I would you be interested? Because they oh, asked me for sure, dude. I, dude, yeah. I'm, like, I'm not intimidated by firearms, nor do I think like, oh, we got to take all these guns away from people. Like, no, I think that's awesome. Okay, and, like, so there's no moral thing with you where no. you're like, oh no, I worry about this or whatever. No, okay, because they asked me about you, and I was like, you know, I, I was like, I don't know where he is on all this. He has a pretty common sense stance on most issues, even with stuff he disagrees with. I was like, so I, I, I was like, I feel, and they're like, maybe you should bring him down here. So honestly, dude, maybe I should take you well, in. One of the things that I definitely think is a is a common sense issue when it comes to guns is like making sure that people are responsible gun owners. We all have this idea, and don't get me wrong, I understand Second Amendment affords you the right, but we all have this idea that like, well, dude, I bought a gun, therefore I'm a responsible gun owner, and it's like, no, you're not, dude. <laughs> like, like just because you bought something doesn't mean you're proficient in it. No. And once you like, you know, introduce you know courses and, and and training and practice into it, well, then yeah, you're in a much better place than you were just buying a gun and saying, oh, Fantone, you're a lip dog. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> no, absolutely. Right. So, so, Great American Shooting Sports. If you're into that stuff, it's uh, 6505 Promler Avenue.
I believe that's Northwest, oh, right okay. across Interstate 77 there, and uh, GreatAmericanShootingSports.com. But Brandon and his crew down there have done a fantastic, like I said, they've been open under a month, and they've done a fantastic job in there. So it looks like that's where I'm going to get my CCW, and I'm thinking a Glock 19 9mm is going to end up being what I have in my house. Damn, Stansberry, it's like a rap video up in your house. Damn right it is, and here's why. And here's why. is the Dude, home invasions are on the rise. Like, here's a story out of here, out of Canton, Ohio, where, right. dude, a man grabbed a woman out of her house, forced her into a known drug and prostitution house, bound her up, and kept her there, and Jeez. started calling dudes, to, like, future customers for sex with her. Jeez. Just stormed the house, to- took her right out of the house, and then, like, took her to, like, a known drug house, and, like, was going to pimp her out. Was now, I hope that wouldn't, somebody wouldn't be able to drag me out of my house, but I read another story two <laughs> no, days ago. they'd be able to pimp you. No. <laughs> like, no. You oh, know, again, dude, ass, what am I gonna do again with the piling on, not needed, <laughs> not necessary, but it was like two days ago, I read another home invasion story where they brought a sledgehammer into this guy's house and beat him with a sledgehammer. Yeah, I heard about that too. And it's like, you know what, man, like I, I'm with you. Like, I, not that I want everybody out there with six shooters on their hips, you know what I mean? And, you know, kicking cowboy doors open and that kind of stuff. But, dude, I've got to tell you, sitting in my couch, downtown Canton, Ohio, you never know. Uh, anywhere Canton, Ohio, you know what I mean? Anywhere, I mean, anywhere, anywhere in America, anywhere, right. right. Good, you know, fair enough. Um, I wonder if I wonder if that woman that was involved in that story, was there some sort of relationship between that guy and her? Was this something? They don't I, get into it here at the CantonRep.com, but I, I, I would imagine he didn't just pick a door. Yeah, I was going to say, not that it's, uh, you know, any it less... Wasn't- yeah, any less terrifying, but if he's just randomly kicking down doors and grabbing chicks and going and, and throwing them into drug houses, that is scary. That's dude. a little, that's that a little scary. scary. Keith Holcomb's asking me how much are their CCW classes. I asked them that yesterday. They're still finalizing all the details with the guy who's going to be administering the classes, but they told me to expect between eighty and a hundred dollars for most people coming through the Sounds door. Which, right. by the way, yeah, for an eight-hour class to get you confident in what you're doing with right. something, and so where you have a little bit of knowledge, and they teach you about like what the laws are if somebody does break into your house what you have to do what you can't what you can and cannot do for a hundred dollars that to me seems like a bargain it's great american shooting sports.com but i spent a few hours out there yesterday uh firing that sig 226 phantom i want one of those it's a little bit outside my price range all right well i do i don't want you i don't want you to go gun poor but at the same time if i win my eight point spread bet on the browns there you go dude there you go all right so uh somebody and a very unlikely person claims they know exactly where LeBron James is going to end up. I think he's nuts, and I think he's actually going to... Actually, I don't think where he thinks he ends up as nuts is, but I think this is the wrong voice to put on it. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend Pegs. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Allen into the motion, the wind and the pitch. Swung on, ripped to left. Chisinau coming on. Slides, he made the catch. Ball game. And mark it down, folks. History on September 13th of 2017. The Cleveland Indians have set a new American League record winning their 21st consecutive ball game. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. There you hear Hammy telling you about how the Indians have tied uh, or broke, I'm sorry, the American League record. They're now at 21. Looking to hit 22 tonight, I believe Kansas City uh, is who they play. 7-10 is first pitch, I believe. 
Actually, I got a buddy of mine, Ray, who's been texting me all morning going, explain to me how a team that like won like certain amount of games and they tie one and they win one, how that's like, he's like, a tie's not a win. Like he's been going, dude. He's been texting me all morning about this. Yeah, if you can, if you count the tie in there, where I think it was like the nineteen eighteen Yankees, it's twenty seven. So if that's a, I don't count ties. That's a non losing streak. If right. you're talking about a winning, winning streak, streak, it's a very good right. distinction. I like that. That's a very very good distinction there. I like it. So there, I guess. LeBron James and Dwayne Wade got together to do like a little bit of a workout, and people now claim like they, this means for sure this 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 team up's going to happen. Um, yeah, and I understand why people think that, but I just want to tell people temper your expectations. Like they're a little just bit. buddies, right? They're just buddies, and like, I mean it could happen. It's very very common for NBA guys to get together and play basketball together. Like I know that's like no, you're pro, you're if you're on the Cavs, you only practice with you know Iman Shumpert and 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 Tristan Thompson, and it's like no, dude, especially during the off season, these guys. I mean, what do you think they're doing? I mean, it's a casual pickup game, probably, right? Probably working out a little bit. You're like, putting in work. I mean, like, you're, 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 I think these guys are, like, trying to make themselves better. But there was just a video, or not a video, a picture going around. And it was, like, upper echelon talent of the NBA. We're talking, like, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, you know, some of the best NBA players. Yeah, I saw some and of that. And then Dante Jones is there, too. Iman Shumpert's there, too. And that's because those dudes all know each other, like each other, respect each other, and like basketball. So, like, I mean, I, they, I'm excited about this Dwayne Wade thing but like guys calm down a little bit yeah I wouldn't hate seeing Dwayne Wade on the bench right I, and, and, you know coming off the bench for the Cavs I feel like it sounds like such a premier signing and then the end of the day what you're asking for is a 10 minute guy but like so it feels bigger than what I think the impact actually is but you, you need help at the guard play like well, you do. Very comparable to the Derrick Rose signing where a lot of people were like, oh, it's another super team. And it's like, like well, nah. maybe if maybe if we were talking about 2008 Na- NBA, yeah, right. like, but, right. but we're talking about 2017 NBA. So you're right. I mean, it is a, you know, signing essentially Dwayne Wade, even if he started, he wouldn't be getting like starters minutes. I think they would start him, but probably just like rotate him and, and J.R. Smith kind of at, at, at that. Oh, you guard. think he starts? Yeah, probably because there's going to be a little bit of ego and a little bit Bitch, of I'm like Dwayne Wade, right? So okay, like, and I'm, right. I'm I'm okay with that. I mean, I think that that would have to be two professionals between him and Jr. Smith, kind of saying to each other, like, "Look, Jr. Understanding his role, like, dude, I get it. You I, are Dwayne Wade. Well, I recognize your talent. You recognize mine, and kind of how they complement each other there. Um, but even if he were to come off the bench, you know, I do think that this has the potential to be a pretty big signing in the sense of you got to remember when it came to the Warriors and Cavs. Three, where you know the Cavs most recently lost the NBA title. Um, it was the bench that lost that title. It was starters, it was. starters versus starters. The Cavs won bench versus bench. That's where it all got effed up. And you know, if you start to put premier talent on your bench with guys like Derrick Rose, with guys like Dwayne Wade, with guys like Jay Crowder, you now have a much better shot at competing at that high level. I would, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, and it wasn't that long ago where I had been saying, I think LeBron James leaves after this year. And I still am under that belief. Now, I know there are people, and Fantone is one of them, that tell me he doesn't know what he's going to do yet. And I guess I can't say for sure that they're wrong about that because I think your argument makes sense. Like, depending on what happens this year, it may change his mind. Yeah, I think, I think if you, if you think he's staying or you think he's going, you're wrong. I just don't think he knows what he's doing. I think whatever happens this year can definitely help change his mind one way or the other, but I think he's probably thinking, I probably have to get out of here. That's my take. And one of the places people ask me, well, if he's leaving, where is he going? And one of the places I said, you need to look out for this, 
you need to watch out for this because this could be a place was the L.A. Lakers. And everybody attacked me. Oh, you're an idiot. You don't know anything. You don't know anything. And sure enough, you turn on the TV now, and where does everybody in the country have LeBron James going? To the Los Angeles Lakers. That's what every talking head is saying is going to happen. Now, I then once that started happening, I was like, all right, well, he may take this year and kind of look and see what Lonzo does. Like, let's see what happens with Lonzo Ball and that whole thing, right? And if it looks like he's going to be a player, then maybe he does go there and go, okay, now maybe we can do some stuff. Maybe I get PG-13 to come over here with me. Maybe I bring a couple of guys from the Cavs with me. Who knows? Maybe, you know, we build something out here for the Lakers and I end up, you know, being huge out here, right? And I thought, okay, well, that's definitely a possibility. But now something is happening inside the Laker camp that has me rethinking this. And I I think we have the audio on this, do we not? So uh, here's a piece of audio that I think is going to hurt LeBron to the Lakers, and here it is. I'll tell you what, you can start spelling his name L.A. Bron. He'll be here. Because he's a businessman. He did everything in Cleveland. You got to come over here and play with my son. L.A. Bron is what, how he's going to start spelling his name, L.A. Bron. Yeah. They, That's what he's going to do. What I've heard a lot of people refer to it as, and Colin Coward was the first one I heard say this, was is get ready to hear LeBronzo. Jesus. Dude. Like, oh. le, le, get ready to hear LeBronzo, right? Oh, your son. Not the Lakers. Yeah. Not the Lakers. Well, far be it for it to be the Lakers. It got to be Not your son. Can't be the right. Lakers. All right, hey, it had to be for my son. He didn't come last year. He wasn't even thinking about it. And you get lost. He's scoring a lot what? of points today. He's having a good day. Yes. Listen, you he can say that. He ain't talking about coming two or three years ago. Excuse me. I like your son a lot. Yes. I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for y'all, but I am telling you this. Yeah, he hasn't so played yet. And his, da- you, hold on, hold on. his daddy ahead. opened his mouth and might have and might have cut checks his son can't cash. How it's that? possible. It's that? Because, because your son's How got to go up against a whole. I'm going to tell you what. Steph Curry? Remember what you said about Steph Curry? Remember what you said about Steph Curry? Do you know what's going to happen to your son when he goes up against Steph you don't know. No, you don't I don't know. This is you, you, please you. tell me. Let me tell you something. You gonna be there? You gonna be there in attendance? You gonna be there in attendance? You gonna be there in attendance for that game and watch your son go up against Steph Curry? You know what's gonna happen to him? Do you know what's gonna happen to your son he when he goes up against go up Russell Westbrook? I tell you what, Steph Curry better not go over there and try to guard him. How's that? Oh, it's well, like that's that. true. I bet like you he that. won't go over there and try I, to guard him. It's, it's like that. Steph never tries to guard the best player on the team. He doesn't. They, they keep his energy for the offensive side of the ball. That's what. That's the way Golden State plays. But that doesn't mean he's incapable of guarding no. an NBA rookie. It does not. Uh, the guy so, hasn't played a basketball game yet. I agree. Uh, I told People got to slow down on Lonzo. People, I'm with you on ESPN that. ESPN came out with their list of the 100 best basketball this players This was crazy. In the NBA. And he was two spots ahead of Carmelo Anthony. Insane. That's crazy. Insane. I, dude, I'm a, Car- I'm a Carmelo non-believer. Okay? But I think... Dude, Dude, he's been an M- uh, not an MVP, but I'm sorry, he's been an All Star, and you can't put a kid who's never played an NBA game in front of a guy who's been an All Star in the league. That list has no credibility whatsoever. ESPN made a huge mistake with that. That I agree with. But if LeBron was thinking Lakers, right now, Cleveland fans, you got to be happy about this because if LeBron was thinking Lakers, that's the last thing you want. Let me tell you, dude. LeBron doesn't want madness. He doesn't want. He doesn't want all this stuff. And dude, if you get Levar Ball out there running his mouth about how LeBron's coming there, that's the fastest way to make sure he's not going to be a Laker. I Magic has, dude. Magic Johnson has to deal with Levar. Uh, you know, it, Luke Walton. The co- they have to deal with Lonzo and everything that comes with it. They they need him. LeBron James doesn't need anybody. He will find the situation that he wants, and people will do what he wants. Like I'm telling you, you. 
you get LeVar Ball out there running his mouth, you're going to ruin your opportunity to land LeBron James in L.A. You're going to ruin the opportunity. I'm a little disappointed at this point that this guy's still the headline. This guy's still the story. And like Maybe once his son actually plays an NBA game, that'll start to go away, but I just don't feel like it will. And you're right. LeBron's not going to deal with that. I mean, he's not. He's not going to deal. Like I don't think the dude's going to deal well with a young team from the get-go. Let no, he moved what's-his-name out of here. What, the, the kid we sent to Minnesota, he moved him out of here because he was young and brought in vets. And brought in Kevin Love. Yeah, I that's mean, exactly like, that's, what he did. He wants a he wants certifiable NFL stud or NBA studs, which is why I mean I just don't think I don't think that the Lakers are going to be a landing place for him if he were to decide to leave. I just I, I genuinely don't believe that they have the team or the organization at this point. A lot of guys can move next year. I mean, dude, Russell's up. PG Paul George is up, and now dude, if Lonzo plays well this year, and LeBron thinks to himself. Dude, I can get Russell there. I can get Paul George there. I got Lonzo there, and now I'm there. That's a pretty good team, right? I, dude, you're not wrong. You're not not making sense. And the young thing, you're right, because Wiggins is the guy he moved. He moved Wiggins out of here because he's like, ah, dude, I ain't got, dude, I'm too old. I don't got time for young dudes who don't understand the NBA. But if you get some of those other guys to go, now those are, there's a lot of ifs in that sentence, John, right? Like there's a lot of ifs in that sentence. But if you can make all that stuff happen, you can, I, I think it is an attractive place. But if you get LeVar Ball out there running his mouth about how it's going to happen, that's the fastest way to turn LeBron James off to that entire situation. So Cavs fans, he may end up saying right here, because where he wants to go, it may no longer be an option. We'll be back with more Stansberry Show in a minute. Hang on. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your friend Tanks. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 1069. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online at WRQK.com. It can be heard the world round via iHeartRadio. Make sure you download that app. Keep us with you wherever you go. Speaking of which, you can win your way out to the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. We'll give you your first keyword just over a half hour from right now. 8 a.m. is when you get your first one. You text it in. Off to the T-Mobile Arena in Vegas you go. It's a trip for two to Vegas. So even if you're like ho hum on like the concerts, like you just go to Vegas and you know gamble away your kids' college fund. Yeah, performing live on stage is legal weed in Vegas. So yeah. who cares, dude? Nice. Just get stoned and forget about the concert. We nice. don't care. It's a free trip to Vegas. There. We'll give you your first keyword at eight. Fantone and I agree on a lot, and then we disagree on plenty. And yeah. in an area in which we differ, that I may have to take a page from your book now. Okay. As I'm reading a story, now this is not local, it's out of San Diego, but you and I differ in one area for sure, and that is, I don't really care for the origin of the food that's around, as long as it's food I want, I'll eat it. Where you very much are like, no, where'd that come from? Who did this? And I'm just going to guess here. Because you have a very simple rule. Like, if a listener sends food to the radio station, you're not eating that. Sorry. I I know that seems like a dick thing to do. Like, oh my gosh, dude, I put this, you know, put the time and the effort into jarring this salsa or whatever you guys want to send up here. Um, But you're not going to eat listener food. I can't, dude. Now, have you had a bad experience or is this just a theory that you have and you're like, "I'm, I'm erring on the side of caution? It was one of the first things that I learned in my internship 10 years ago with uh, Jim Mantell, formerly with WGAR oh, up nice. there. Is, yeah, I knew Jimmy. You know, I like Jimmy. He, um, he was like, dude, you know, and I think it's like my first day of, of, of interning, and he's like, you know, there's two rules that I, I'll definitely tell you is number one, 
is don't sleep with listeners, and number two is don't eat listener food. Okay, so you decided well, to only I, listen I, to one of those? I obeyed one of the rules, but I mean, and even at this point, though, dude, I mean, there's a little bit of, you know, you just don't know people, and it, it, well, it's... People can hate you as much as they like and you. And it's not anything against Especially you. Especially you. Anything against <laughs> you in particular, person that brought, you know, baked goods up here. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that you did this. I'm just saying somebody could do this, and whether it's, whether it's like, you know, somebody put something gross in the food put a bodily fluid in the food and that's why I won't touch it or just kind of the thought of like you did you wash your hands did you like clean these dishes did you do, do, do I do I trust you enough to get foodborne illness no I don't so like I just and I know it's like well do you trust the kid that working at McDonald's well at least they have a sign at McDonald's that says employees must wash hands before they well not only that but there's course of action you can take yeah, with a restaurant I mean there's something you can do and yes it, we're rocked into security by some of that stuff maybe wrongfully but it but it does happen and you got to eat somewhere and at some point yes you're gonna have to trust somebody else but maybe so like if a co-worker though yeah like if one of the saleswomen brought in like a dish are you going to eat it yeah i mean i know that it's a lot of the same rules that we just applied to there but at least i know that person. but there's trust in there right because you know who they are right now would it matter who the co-worker was yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. See, I it mean, went for me, too. I mean, if there's some coworkers here, I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, some taco dip. I'll eat that. And then there's some coworkers here. I'd be like, oh, Well, no, that's interesting. You. Would it matter on the food made? Um, yeah, in the sense of it's something like with mayonnaise that I feel like needs to be refrigerated. Why has that been out all you? day? Right. Right. But that's not necessarily anything against them. That's just. You know, making sure that the hot food's hot and cold food's cold. See, I got to get on some of these rules because I got none of that. Like, dude, you know, you take the tin foil off of it, do your boy wants it. Oh, like, right, that, that's good. That's just how that works. But in San Diego, a handful of people became sick this week okay. at a pharmaceutical company of all places in Southern California because they fell ill after eating a coworker's dish that they brought into the pharmaceutical place. A 60 year old man collapsed outside the business. Jeez, dude. Medics took him into a trauma center. His condition currently still unknown from what I understand another person was taken to a hospital and two others God. needed medical treatment as well and this is all surrounding a shrimp casserole dish oh. that was brought <laughs> what are we talking about shrimp casserole like, why would you eat that yeah dude you got to be real careful with shellfish yeah, anything, anything in that in that world of of shrimp, oysters, clams, anything like that, dude. What the hell are you doing eating yeah, that at work? I got to be honest with you, I'm probably not eating fish that somebody brought no. brings in. F- dude, fish as a whole, I mean, like, doesn't transport well. Like, unless you're getting fish going from the pan to your plate to your table at the restaurant, fish doesn't translate well. No, uh, <laughs> dude, that box from from Long John's gets to from their restaurant to my apartment just fine. Well, at least we're talking like a deep fried. <laughs> restaurant there if somebody's bringing in like oh yeah hey i made this mahi mahi like no i'm like i'm not eating like that. i like sushi right? right but a lot of like sushi like bars where it's just like an all-you-can-eat thing and it's just sitting there like on ice like that kind of freaks me out oh the sushi at the chinese buffet no thank you yeah dude, dude. i'm not eating that no thank you and like, i people, love a chinese buffet but no thank you yeah see i love the chinese buffet too and like people will tell me all the time like you won't eat sushi you're such a sushi snob and it's like or i'm a stomach snob yeah i <laughs> Much more likely to eat sushi from Giant Eagle than I am the Chinese buffet. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Like, Package, dated, right. I know stuff. And again, like, I feel like there's a corporation. I feel like if I go back to the buffet tomorrow and I'm sick, like, all of a sudden, dude, what, where did everybody go? Where, right. Why are all the boxes gone? <laughs> right. Right? Um, speaking of Chinese buffets, and I don't want to get us off on a side tangent well, here. No, I mean, go ahead. But, for sure. but why is it that, okay, so Chinese buffets are everywhere. Literally, like, every strip mall in the world has one. Why if not, is, too. Why is there not a Mexican buffet, and why is there not an Italian buffet? 
buffet. Those, both those foods are so easy to. So Parma has an Italian buffet, oh, God, and it I was wish we had I, 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 like Stan Cotto's, I believe, is oh. like like a they um, they do catering, but I believe they have a buffet there in Parma. My dad used to love that place. So you're right on that. Raviolis and cannolis and like everything that you want, it would be there. And Mexican food's cheap as hell to make. I just I I, I just wonder like why does Chinese food have this buffet game locked down and every other ethnic food just like. Eh. Yeah, maybe we'll do it in buffet style. Get Dude, on a, it, people. A burrito buffet. Right. I mean, sometimes you'll see a taco bar at like an all-you-can-eat place, but no, you're right. Like a Mexican buffet would be amazing. You got like fajita meat and stuff there, and you got tortillas and stuff, and you got nachos, and you got every 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 common you know Mexican. Yeah, all food. four things going the same thing. I mean, you know what I mean. So it's just the combination you put them in together. Chris is now asking me, would you eat anything brought in by Kramer into the radio station? Well, no, because he doesn't work here anymore. No, and so I feel I, I feel. Like that would be Kramer exacting his revenge. Um, fish head, yes. You know, I mean, it, it, yeah. Like I know his wife. Like right. I, I don't think Tammy would get us sick on purpose. No, and I, there's 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 a difference between somebody I know and somebody I don't. And like I said, I don't want to insult listeners at all. Like it is appreciated. I know it's something you thought of, but like I just can't. Man. Okay, so now I'm being asked for you to clarify, and I think that this is an excellent question. Okay, what if the listener is like wanted it was willing to gladly eat the food with you? Oh, no, because I don't know how how much you hate me or how much you how 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 fetish how much of a fetish it is to be well, like. Well, not only that, you might think things are good that we don't. Right, and and and, and you're sitting there, you know, like like oh. this one time we were doing something and a guy made us breakfast and Ugh. brought it and like wouldn't like leave like uh. I, like I, I don't want to say that because that sounds mean, but like wanted to you know what I mean? He just right. wanted to watch you enjoy it, which right. I totally get. And like so, I ate some of it, and next thing I know, we go to commercial break. Fanto turns right around, <laughs> plate and everything. Didn't care, gave no f's. Full on millennial, no f's given. Just plate right in the garbage. Looked right at me. He's like, "Bro, you're crazy." He's like, "It was like in my face about." It. He's like, "You're gonna die. I'm gonna get the show. Life's gonna be great. Keep shoveling those eggs in your pile, fat boy." And I was like, the whole rest of the day, I was terrified of what might happen. We have D Snyder tickets. He's playing October 27th, Hard Rock Roxino. Win your way in next on The Stansberry Show. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. So if some idiot has smashed into you in traffic, get your car back to its original condition with North Canton Collision's state-of-the-art paint technology. And my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason are happy to take your call for a free no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171, or you can find them online at NorthCantonCollision.com. Get your show. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We have D. Snyder tickets. You'll have them here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those to see D at the Hard Rock. Late October, we'll get you into that. And then 8 o'clock, we're going to send you to Vegas for the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Stick around for both those. Smart Vegas Experience Ohio address. Right. Ohio Experience Vegas address. We got you hooked up. <laughs> yeah, we can do it both ways yeah, there. We know. So the Indians are all the rage right now, and they should be. I think they won, what, it's been 21 straight, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. I know there's a Houston Astros fan on Twitter called Astros Rant that is claiming the Indians haven't beaten anyone during this stretch. 
and uh, that, you know what, it's a five-second blip. And I will agree that in the terms of baseball, because how long the season is, if you don't win the World Series, I don't think anybody outside of Cleveland is going to celebrate the fact that this stretch happened. It's very much like the Warriors going 73-9. and There is no regular season championship. That's, that's the way sports are supposed to be. Yes, it matters that you're putting yourself in home home court or home field advantage when it comes to game ones but like no there's no championship for it um it's kind of bs to say that the indians haven't beat anyone now a big chunk of this has been the tigers and the tigers kind of suck right now but like it started in boston they beat the yankees they beat the orioles like they beat the white Sox and tigers i mean like you only beat the teams in front of you i mean you like, still won 21 games right straight multiple teams i mean that was that five teams i listed off there yeah. so like I don't know about that. Now, there's something else that happened in baseball this week that I can't make sense of. All right. And I have no idea what happened here. But apparently in Boston, three fans hung a black banner over the green monster. And in white letters, it says racism is as American as baseball. Okay. And I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what the point is here. Like, are we pointing out, like, because I know Boston gets the bad rap for being, like, the most racist sports city there is. I don't know if it is or not. I've been to I've been to Fenway. I've seen games there. I've been to the Garden and seen, you know, Celtics games there. I, I So I've been there, and I've seen sporting, uh, you know, events there. But I've never really seen this or encountered it. Um, I mean, I know I can tell you, dude, to have sitting in the dog pound for a bunch of games, dude, I've heard plenty of stuff there. You know what I mean? So I think it's sports fans. I'm not sure. But I know like even media members who have lived in Boston who have said like, look, man, yeah, it is. It's just another thing here. CeCe Sabathia came out and said, yeah, dude, every time I play at Fenway, I know. But it's like, well, yeah, dude, you're a Yankee, though. Like, so like our people like, don't get me wrong. Nobody should ever yell that kind of stuff at you. But like when you make it the ultimate rival, I think maybe that brings that out. I'm not sure it's indicative of the entire fan base. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's not indicative of the entire fan base. But I don't know. Just, just because you're in a rivalry game doesn't mean that you should. No, no, no. Listen, scream at dudes, boo dudes, like talk right. all the trash you want. But Absolutely. There's, but there's, there's certainly you, lines. You can't go that. No, you should never go there. And I totally agree with that. Okay. So I don't know what this sign is for. Is it to, is it, is it to say that like baseball's rooted in this or like I, what? I don't know what they're trying to say here. I, I mean, I think that you know the Americana things of you know baseball and Mom's apple pie and Chevrolet. Like, I think the point that they're making is that you know it racism is a part of America. That it's not just like. You, you you can't you can't ignore that side of the story. And I, th- I think is what they're trying to get it, that it's not just like hey this one person is racist that there's an ingrained racism when it comes to America. And I mean whether you do agree or disagree with that point, I mean I think this wasn't the right way to to draw attention well, to that. I mean fact. it would be hard to deny that point, right? I, 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 I think for, plenty of people would would disagree with you on oh, that. Oh, I mean, dude, racism is definitely part of America's history. There's no denying that. Like, I, I yeah, I, I well, again, there's people that deny climate change too, but like, dude. Which, by the way, racism is definitely more easily proven than climate change yeah. is, right? Like, and, at least in my mind. And I, I think the point they're trying to make is that, like, you know, a lot of people think that... This was poor execution. Yes, I would agree 100%. A lot of people think that, you know, well, racism doesn't exist because I don't witness it. I don't see it. I don't think it. I'm not hanging a black person out of a tree. So, like, racism can exist. I think the point is there is that, like, there's racism, like, you know, your grandpa, you know, 
calling people jigaboos, and then there's racism that's like a systemic thing that is a little bit a little bit harder to see, a little bit harder to observe, but it still exists. Yeah, I mean, race has definitely been an issue in this country uh, since the beginning of it. It's still an issue in this country. I, I, I think. <sighs> It'd be hard to deny that we're getting better at it, I, I, but I just don't. It's not one of those things that you're going to be perfect at immediately. And I, I mean, if we've been waiting a while. I, I understand that, but I, I mean, we are getting better at it as a country. I at least think we are. I, I know a lot of times Twitter and that kind of stuff likes to point out that we're not, but and, and I'm. I understand you got to keep awareness out there. That's what it's for. Like I get that, but like sometimes it can be a little daunting, like navigating the Twitter timeline. And it, both things can be true. Like you, we can say that yes, progress has been made, but there's still a lot of work. Yeah, to there's do, still plenty of room to go, and there's still issues that would exist within the country. So like both things can be true. Um, and I guess I mean, you know, if if your point was that like, hey, we're gonna hang this sign and people are gonna talk about it. Point made because yes, people are talking about it. There's just better avenues to but, go by. And like again, what I always say about this stuff, we're not talking about the racism, though. We're talking about whether or not you should be able to hang this banner over a railing at a baseball game. I don't know. We talked a little bit about racism. Well, you and I did. But what's the national conversation? The I national mean, conversation is you got to throw these people out of the stadium for doing it. That's and, the national conversation. Yes, yes, you do. And I agree with that. I mean, like, yes. should be pointed out. It's three. It looks to me like again, I don't know what their history is, but it looks to me like three Caucasian people holding this sign. Yes, I mean, you know. I, the the MLB and NBA and NFL. If you have a sign that they deem inappropriate, of course they have the right to take that away. Of course, I mean, yeah, I mean, dude, but, I've been turned, I, I've been made to, to like, I was wearing a Pittsburgh sucks shirt to a Brown right. to a Browns game, and they made me turn it inside out. Right, and I mean that's that's understandable. Now, I guess you can get into the argument of. Hanging something over the over the green monster—that's a problem. Now, if I just held up a sign, yeah, that we've said, seen other signs like that before, though. If, if if I just held up a sign, you know, like a a poster, board, go socks or something like that. Well, no, I'm saying that said the exact same thing. Racism is is, is American. Like it's, you're, it's you're holding it. I'm holding it like a, a signboard. Then it's like, well, nothing's obscene about that. Nothing's like nothing's derogatory. I mean, about I hate that. to bring this into it, but sooner or later, somebody's gonna be like, "Well, dude, you're allowed to hold the cardboard Chief Wahoo above your head at the Indians games." We you just are. saw a still photo of it two days ago, so I know they'll let you bring that in there. So I thought maybe that was their point: is like, look, the Indians are the hottest team in baseball, and even though we're Red Sox fans, we want to remind people. I thought that was. I thought that this was maybe a shot at the Cleveland Indians. Because they're the team everybody's talking about right now, and again, they were wearing the, like the Wahoo hats on national TV the other night, and so like I wondered if that was maybe part of this. Now I'm reading into it; I don't know that, but it felt like maybe that's what they were trying to do. But what I will tell anybody is, if I have to sit here and take ten minutes to decide what it is you were trying to say, you did something poorly. If you're trying to make a statement, it shouldn't have to be figured out. The statement should be easy. We have D. Snyder tickets. He's playing October 27th at the Hard Rock. We'll take caller 15 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those. And Fantone, I have a fat story from yesterday. Awesome. And the best reason why I have to stop having fat stories. All right? I'll give you all of that. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Just sent somebody out to Las Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. You can win your way in. 9 a.m. is when we're going to pass out the second keyword of the day. You'll be checking out Coldplay, The Weeknd, Chris Stapleton, and it's a free trip for two out to Las Vegas. Can't beat that. Running out of time, though, dude. If you want this, 
I would, I would, I'd be listening all day. Yeah, dude, I'd be texting in. That's what I would be doing. Get your keyword nine o'clock this morning. Before that, actually, eight forty-five, we'll pass out some TSO tickets. And uh, I did learn when they're playing. It's December 29th. There it is at the Q. There it is. So we'll get you into TSO around eight forty-five. So yesterday, Fantone, I had to. um, I got rid of one of my older cars. And when you do that, you have to transfer the title over and all this stuff. So the guy I sold the car to lost the title. So I had to okay. go back to, uh, you know what I mean? I had to go back and get another one from, from the title building downtown. It's right downtown, right on market, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a government building. And so you have to go through like metal detectors and, and the like, right? When you walk in there. And I walked in there yesterday after having just left lunch and I went home and kind of like, you know, put some comfortable clothes on and then like walked down the street to go do it. So I was wearing a pair of jeans and a plain gray t-shirt. Now I've been kind of fluctuating in my weight back and forth again now. So like some of my XL shirts I can wear, sometimes the two X's are too big or they're just right. I'm kind of in the middle there. Right. And yesterday I happened to be wearing an extra large shirt, not a two X. Okay. Right. And so I was like walking into the building and I like set my like cell phone down, my keys in the bucket and they're moving them down the thing. And I walk through the metal detector and, uh, you know, the very nice sheriff there was like, yeah, walk on through. And I just happened to turn around and I caught a glimpse of the still photo of me walking through there. Okay. And sure enough, the shirt's like pulled tight and I can see Oof. both my boobs. Ugh. And then like there's like the, like the stomach's just like looking awful. The midsection not looking good. Look like you're wearing your little brother's shirt. Like, oh, why, how, why, how did I wear this? But no, Fat that's your shirt. guy in little coat. Okay, like, yeah, for sure. Like was definitely like had that look about it, right? And so I just looked at the screen and I said to the sheriff, I was like, do you guys ever like, <laughs> like forward these still photos to your wives and make fun of all the fat people you see here? It's like, you're totally allowed, man. Don't like, I don't care. It's like, if you want to make fun of me to your wife, you're totally allowed. And I just like kind of had a good laugh at it. And the guy says, no, man, I would never. He's like, I don't want to hear about that tomorrow on the radio show. I was like, oh, okay, nice. thanks, man. You listen. Nice. And yeah, and as a matter of fact, he said to me, he's like, yo, man, he's like, how do I get one of your stickers? We love you guys. We listen every day. And I said, dude, I'll be by tomorrow. And I, I will. I'll stop by there today. Make sure those guys get those and all everything. But I just, I looked at that photo of myself and I was like, oh, my God, look how awful you look. You just look disgusting. Now, I listen, I mean, I'm not going to agree with yourself or, or disagree with your self-evaluation that you look how you look to yourself. Um, but I mean, was this cop like a fit dude or was everybody no, else standing yeah, around was everybody else standing around fat? Because no, that's no. what I imagine is that everyone behind you and everyone in front of you was just as fat. No, dude, he looked like a stereotypical cop, like badass, like okay. you know what I mean, built and you know, and he said he was like, I run into you everywhere, and he did. He looked familiar to me. Okay. And so, but no, he's like, you no, know, he was a big in shape dude. What about what about the dudes behind? Behind you, I'm just going to. Well, I, the, I guess the point I'm trying to make is like I wasn't the fattest person in the building. Yeah, not even right. close, bro. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, dude, I was there during a pretty slow time of the day, and I was the only person walking through the line myself because that's what I wanted to do. I was like, well, b- b- for sure, this is America. <laughs> do the odds favor a fatter person than me yeah. walking in here sooner or later? And I mean, luckily, I'm sure as soon as you stepped out of that building, there was fatter people than you. I mean, like, dude, until you're the yeah, fa- but that's their problem. Until, until dude, you're the fattest, my problem. Until until you're the fattest dude in Canton, I don't even think you have anything to worry See, about. That's the problem is, dude, I will leave here today in the car and go, he's right, dude. Like, look, at there's like 60 people in this line of traffic way fatter than me. As long as I don't get to that level, dude, bring on the nuggets. It's fine, dude. I've no. seen my 600-pound life. No, That's not me. No, 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 You got to have a higher standard for yourself, and I, for some reason, can't hold, hold true to it. Hey, dude, it's hard. I mean, I think, you know, there's a reason why this is, why obesity has become the number one preventable cause of death in America. Yeah, it's pretty easy because food's delicious. It's, it's, it's worse than tobacco. 
It's worse than firearms. It's worse than anything that, you know, that, that we deal with when it comes to, dra- you know, dragging down healthcare costs and causing people to be in their grave early. Um, yeah, I read that report this morning that obesity is like the biggest problem facing. And I, I believe it 100%. For sure. I mean, I like, you know, it, it's, I don't want to be like, it's not your fault, but there is a little bit of like, dude, when it's a society wide problem like this, when there's something that's not just like, eh, I'm fat and lazy, it's like, everyone is fat and lazy at this point. So, like, I'm not trying to say, like, dude, don't go on a diet, but I'm just saying don't beat yourself up over it. Well, here's why I got to get on it. Okay. Because I read another report today from menshealth.com. Okay. That says, this is depressing. Okay. This is Stansberry's life. Yeah. (laughs) That premature ejaculation and waist size go hand in hand. Okay. The researchers determined that those with a waist measurement above 40, which, by the way, that's not me. I am not at a 40 waist. Okay. Because, dear God. Like, for the longest time I was in a 38, I lost a bunch of weight, and then I went down to a 36. I'm currently wearing 36 jeans, but I've had them for two years. I bet if I went to, like, the mall today, your boy's not going to be able to get the 36 brand new pair of jeans on. And, dude, honestly, I'm crying inside. There are tears trying to make its way down through the poor cholesterol inside my heart. And I, See, that's the thing, though, is that, like, yeah, you're not at 40 yet, and I'm not trying to say, well, 40 is the, is the barometer of health or not, but, dude, there are dudes who are flipping off the radio station right now and who are turning the radio station because they're sitting there at a 46. You know what I mean? Like, there are plenty of dudes out there like that. Yeah, dude, you can't be at a 46. I always say, like, dude, when I try to shop... painting pants on? <laughs> when I try to shop, when I try to shop for pants, it's tough for me just because I'm tall and somewhat skinny. I'm not, like, skinny as I've been in my You've life. You've put on weight since we started. Well, dude, poverty's one hell of a diet plan. It really There's is, no yeah. about dude, that. you go back and look at that photo. As a matter of fact, it's your profile pic on, like, your Twitter and your Facebook. That's why it's still there. There's me and you, and dude, I I am like Both rail thin in that photo. Right. Just, I mean, well, dude, like I said, poverty is a hell of a, uh, of a diet plan there. Well, don't worry. I, I I got threatened with a little bit of poverty a few minutes ago, so don't worry <laughs> about know. it. But I mean, like, you know, if 40 is the line of like premature ejaculation, 40 I mean, inches, not I, 40 year age. No, but they I, but, discovered that 51% of men with premature ejaculation phantom met the criteria for metabolic syndrome, which they defined as experiencing any of the three following heart unhealthy factors high blood pressure mm-hmm. high blood sugar mm-hmm. a waist larger than 40 inches and low hdl which is considered to be the good the cholesterol, good cholesterol okay. and if you have elevated uh, you know you know blood issues then then you're probably going to premature ejaculate this is probably your body just like preserving itself and knowing that like you know dude if 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 we're in for an hour long sex session my heart's going to blow up you know what i mean and your body's like dude we can't we can't die so just get this done with and 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 you can go back to sucking down cheetos I uh, <laughs> I have noticed this in my life, where like because I'm I'm a weight up and down. Phantom will, will tell you I'm the biggest yo-yo dieter there is. Like I dude, I will yo-yo diet inside of a day. Like it goes from Thursday, he's got his protein shake thing and he's shaking his protein shake thing, and then Friday he's dude shoving donuts in his mouth like a squirrel, just like dude a donut on each side and just it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, I want to argue, but I can't. Like he's, dude, he, you know, he, he's got me pegged. He does. I, I hate it, and he's a dick, but he's, he's got me totally pegged. But I have noticed that while being thinner, 
And you're maybe you're right because my body's just like, dude, I'm too tired for all this. And then, but then when I'm thinner, like I, 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 I have a better outing. And then sometimes when I'm chubby, and I'm chubby right now, and honestly, dude, and I always say that it's about your confidence. And the more confident you are, the better lover you will be. And my confidence is at an all time low right, right now because all I ever do is get told how I suck at this. And dude, now my waist is out of control and like all this stuff that happens in my daily life here. So like my confidence isn't so great, right? And so like I worry about that, but they say here that, uh, th- that this is real. And so like, dude, I, I got to tell you, I, I think I'm going to go to the gym just this one day. Just that's it. It's all taken care of. Healthy now. They say here, one out of four guys without premature ejaculation met the criteria for metabolic syndrome, meaning so it's, it's pretty severe there. They say, and the guys who were premature ejaculators, those with metabolic syndrome, ejaculated significantly quicker than those without the syndrome. So if you, if you have metabolic syndrome, you're climaxing at one minute, 49 seconds compared to the standard which is three minutes, 43 seconds, which seems still pretty low. Yeah. I mean, if they're talking actual like penetration time there, then maybe, but like that still seems low to me. And who's sitting there with a stopwatch? Like, all right, three minutes, 43 seconds. But I guess, I mean, your girlfriend, (laughs) (laughs) your girlfriend is who's there with the stopwatch, buddy. That's exactly who win your way into TSO at 845 on the Stansbury show on rock 106.9. to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for you, WRQK.com. And we're about a half hour now from sending you out to Las Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. You'll get your next keyword at 9 a.m. this morning. I remember going on vacation, Phantom, with my, with my parents when I was a kid, yeah. and, and I would say to my dad, you're embarrassing me. Yeah. And he would say to me all the time, yeah, I'm your dad, that's my job course you know what i mean like that, that was the thing and that's just you know the pull and push of life you know what i mean it's just the way it is and now a new survey has come out of what millennials think that their parents and their grandparents need to stop doing online because now like it used to just be like you were embarrassing your friends you know what i mean your kids in front of their like two three friends now it's to the world you're embarrassing, right? Well, yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, 20 years ago, it was only younger people online. Now that is, you know, completely untrue. Old people, young people, everybody's online. Everybody's so on. Dude, my different. mom's on Facebook, and it's really annoying. Like, dude, somebody taught her how to do that, and I'm like, oh, my God, now she just comments on everything. But they say here that trying to act cool, 22% says it's not cool when their grandparents try to act cool. And dude, this has been happening forever. Like parents always try to use the lingo of the day and like that kind of stuff. And it's always like, um, you sound old. Nobody actually says on fleek. Stop saying that. Yeah. I mean, old people are always going to be a little bit further behind. Um, I think sometimes old people use it knowing that it is embarrassing, knowing that it is funny. I mean, the, 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 the old white person rapping along to, you know, uh, rapper's delight or one right. of those older rap songs yes. that's been around forever. Like, Oh, Betty white, hip hop, a hip to the hip. And it's like, all right, we get it. But. <laughs> She's trying to be cool. Right. Another thing here that young people said, uh, about 25% of them said, don't spread doom, gloom, and guilt. 25% of young people said that they hate seeing their grandparents post about being lonely, unhappy, sick, oh, or sad. Yeah. And one out of five said that they don't like to see comments about their grandparents' health, medical issues, or procedures. Well, I mean, 
First of all, that's what everybody uses like Facebook for is to, like kvetch about like their problems. Well, I think that that's a, a a there's there's validity into like, dude. You, let's at least. I mean, don't get me wrong. Something terrible happens in your life, and you want to vent about it. Fine, but if you're just constantly. Oh, this is terrible. This sucks. This is awful. No matter old. what your age is, it's yeah. Nobody wants to read but it. But the thing with like your grandparents, like what else are they supposed to talk about? Like their friends dying and their health issues are the only two things they have going on and in what, their lives. What's happening with you, what, which you don't want them posting? Right. I mean, like, 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 imagine, like the last time I can remember, like, you know, talking to my grandparents, it's like, oh well, you know, my hip, and oh well, the nineteen not twelve, and oh well, you know, Jerry died, and I'm like, well, of course, like, what else do you have going on, Grandma? Right. And what are the rules of Canasta again? <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's that's welcome to being at your right, grandparents' right. house, right? Now, what I would tell millennials is, is if you don't want to see your grandparents post about how they're lonely, go over there. Yeah, yeah, go over there. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's kind of your responsibility. I mean, that really is as the younger generation. Like, they can't it, drive. Don't feel guilty and sit there, or don't feel like, oh, pff, grandparents, I can't believe they're lonely. Pff, what are they stupid? No. It's like, no, they're old and they're tired. in a room by themselves. Are you kidding me? They're tired. They're they're tuckered out after having. <laughs> cut those Coke bottles in half to wear his glasses. Like they're tired of it. They say also, don't tread on personal stuff. One in four say grandparents should not try to find their friends, and 30% say it's embarrassing when their grandparent posts personal comments in public places, meaning don't try to find out who my friends are by creeping on my profile. Yeah, as a grandparent, especially, maybe your parents are different, but grandparents in particularly... Why do you care? Like, what do you, what do you, what do you, oh, look at that. He's friends with, you know, what is, what difference does that make in your life? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I mean, yeah, it's because you're trying to keep up with me and maybe see like the girl or boy somebody tries to be dating and maybe you're making the wrong decision. But uh, dude, every older person thinks you're making the wrong decision on the right. person that you date. Right. Very rarely do you bring somebody home and your, your parents and grandparents are like, yeah, nailed it. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? When you're in high school, everybody dates, you know the wrong person. It's how you figure out who you are. They say ranting and raving. One in five say grandparents go emoji crazy and 33% don't like when they get too political or post about religion. And uh, welcome to the new world. I mean, I don't understand why somebody would think that it's okay for a young person to post about, you know, uh, politics or religion, but an older person who has lived longer, been through more, seen more change in the world, they shouldn't give their opinion. If anybody should be giving their opinion on religion or politics or whatever, it should be the older generation, not the younger. Maybe they're more likely to do it, and maybe they're more, what do I want to say, um, on a high horse when they do it, as opposed to just giving your opinion. You're like, well, here's my opinion, and here's why anyone who does doesn't agree with me is wrong. I agree with you, though. I mean, if, if you feel that way about old people, you feel that way about all people. I w- that's the way I would want it to be. It used to be like, look, we don't talk politics or this stuff in public, and now it's all we do in public. It's the only thing we do in public. They say the last thing is the one in four say grandparents post too much about their love life and social life and that they post dirty laundry about family feuds and finances online. Well, so do you. And I don't, so if it's not okay for, for your grandparents to do it, like these all seem very, like very good rules for everybody on social media, not just like the older generation. And I would agree though. Like if I happen to be scrolling through Facebook and my mom was like posting about what it was like to get railed down last night, Jeez. like honestly, dude, like I that would bum me out. Get I don't, off Facebook, man. Good lord, I that's what you're seeing. Yeah, like I don't know how I would get through that. Like the rest of my. 
natural born life would be negatively affected Which by that. Which would be about five seconds before you could jump off the, 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 the Hall of Fame bridge, dude. What do you mean? Like, there's not much life left for you at that point. Yeah, start raising the Stansbury net uh, out there. <laughs> like, cause, uh, I gotta tell you, if I run across that, I am, I'm taking the leap off the tallest thing I can absolutely find. Fantone, you will not believe, you will not believe what four out of ten adults still do. We'll give you that and TSO tickets. That's next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Hey, guys, you got Stansberry here for TD's Tailgate Grill. Voted the best sports bar by the Canton Repository, and they're also number one on TripAdvisor, meaning people who come in here from out of town absolutely love TD's. They have award-winning food, and that's why. They have the best fish tacos, and they offer you amazing beer specials with keepsake glasses for both the OSU and the Browns games. All locations have the NFL Sunday ticket. All three TD's tailgate locations have the NFL Sunday ticket. So if the Browns aren't your thing, you can totally keep up with all your teams. Every play, every down, catch it at TD's tailgate grill. They also offer you halftime NFL trivia on Sundays with gift cards and some other prizes. And they have TVs everywhere you look. I believe it's 43 TVs per location. And you can join me at the Lake Cable Jackson location for every single Browns game. TD's Tailgate Grill has three locations, the original on West Husk at the I-77 exit. You can find them in North Canton on North Main, just north of Apple Grove. Show on Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have TSO tickets. They're playing December 29th at the queue. We're going to send you. We'll take... No, I'm not going to give you the caller number, but 1-800-243-7625 is the number you will need for those momentarily. And then 9 o'clock, we'll send you out to Las Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Get your next keyword of the day, 9 a.m. I have a study here I'm not sure is accurate, okay? And I am a firm believer that if you commission a study and you want it to say something, that you can make it say what you want. Yeah. Right? Numbers can be made (laughs) to say whatever you want them to say. We see it with stats and sports. We see it with, like, one out of ten Americans. Like, you see it a million times. And I believe that's what I'm dealing with here. Or... I'll say, I hope that's what we happen to be dealing with here. Okay? And I try not to be that judgmental. Um, it's hard because I'm in my head I'm totally judgmental. <laughs> but, but I try not to be. But this is a little scary. And I would think that this is more likely to happen with females than it is males. But I guess I could be wrong. Okay? But four out of ten Americans, Fantone. Four out of ten. That's a lot. Forty percent of Americans, okay. I mean, that's millions and millions of people. Four out of ten is a lot. Claim that they still sleep with a teddy bear at night. What? With a stuffed animal at night. Yeah, I'm very skeptical of this study as well, then. More than half of the survey indicated that they currently owned a stuffed animal and 40% of them indicated that the toy joins them in the bed at bedtime. 56% of the people polled said that had a teddy bear or some sort of stuffed animal for nighttime said that they still have their childhood 
toy, toy or stuffed animal with them. So you get to what I'm saying here. 40% use a stuffed animal. Out of those 40%, 56% of those people are using the, the stuffed animal from when they were a kid. I mean, I guess if you're going to be a stuffed animal weirdo, then yeah, why wouldn't you bring the one from your childhood along with you? Um it, it, this is this is this is really making me scratch my head of like how can these numbers be right, dude? I don't think that they are. I really don't. They say here that seventy-two percent of the respondents wanted to be able to keep their stuffed animal forever. Now, as far as like the feelings and like the emotions that will that go with this, they say here thirty percent said that they thought of comfort and that's why they wanted the stuffed animal around. 22% thought that the person who gave, you know, think of the person who gave them the toy. Now, I could maybe see, like, if you're in a relationship and you, you won something for somebody at the fair or something and she's just, like, not willing to let it go because it's, like, a special night, like, maybe. Ah. But if you need to have it in the bed with you while you're sleeping, I mean, keep the animal, yes. No. Stuffed animal, rather. But keep it, yes. But in bed, no. If, if, if it was, you know, first of all, if you win something at a fair, that's, like, the cheapest stuffed animal you can buy. It's not like it's going to be, like, you know, it's going to be some made-in-China crap and it's probably stuffed with formaldehyde and you're going to die from, you're going to get asbestos poison or something from 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 sleeping with that cheap ass stuffed animal but like if your grandma gave it to you and it was her teddy bear then it was your mom's and now it's yours okay i understand there's some sentimental value but winning something at the stark county fair does not it does not equate to uh, oh well i have to hold on to this forever that's ridiculous i uh i see this is one of those times where i'm going to celebrate twitter not blast it because okay. lee has tweeted in a grown man, because he must, he's the drummer in a band called the Midnight Wolves. The Midnight Wolves. Coming and up next on New Third Tuesday, right? And I let, yeah, send, send it in, Lee. In, send Lee. it in, Lee. It says, my childhood bear is on my bed right now. <sighs> Lee, what? You, what? Again, that's a... And I'm not knocking you, Lee, because you listen I, to the show, I, and I, I'm, I'm not trying to embarrass you, but like, I'm, like, I wouldn't have guessed this out of men. I just wouldn't. Now, if you said to me, if somebody tweeted at me and had a photo of Fantone hugging one of like those WWE like plush toys right. that were like four feet at bed, like all tuckered out, like in the bed, I could see you holding on to like the Hulkster. Like, you know what I mean? Well, but the thing is with that is like, how long are you going to be able to sleep with it and have it still not be falling apart? Like, and stink. It, I mean, it, right. I mean, I mean, if you're, if you're, let's say you're my age, let's say you're 40 and you have your teddy bear from when you were like 10 or like even younger, because honestly, by 10, you should be kind of like almost right. out of this right so like you're five years old so you dude you, the stuffed animal's 35 years old and like i said unless there's true to the heart sentimental value there of like well this bear's been getting passed down for generations well that's something but like just because you had something when you were 10 doesn't mean that it's you should still have it now what like i have definitely seen enough adult women who still have things on their bed that are like that's weird. Like, you know how women can get away with that where if you go into a man's house, like a single man's house, and there's like one it'd be like, Oh my god, dude, are you a pedophile? Now <laughs> if it's if it's something like decorative, yeah, first of all, your decorating skills suck. Like if you think that like, oh, this makes no, my Teddy bedroom, Ruxman. Right, oh, this makes my bedroom look nicer. No, it doesn't. No, it and doesn't. Not, not at all. No, you look um, like a child. But at least at least at least you can make that argument of well, it's decorative. Mm -hmm. But if you were like true to the heart, like snuggling up to it and like, oh, I didn't bring Ted to bed, it's like what are, what are we even talking about, dude? Like, I dated a girl once who was like a little too obsessed with her re her live animal. Okay. 
And so constantly wanted him in the bed with her at night. So she would like bring his stuffed animal toys that he would play with and like knock around the living room. She would bring those into the bedroom at night. So he would come in there. And uh, yeah, I mean, I guess that's, I mean, if I had a dog currently and I don't, but if I did, I would want my dog to sleep in the bed with me. Completely different. But that is that different? A hundred percent different, dude. What makes that different? Because it's an animal, because it's a real life living thing. It's not a stuffed animal. It could help protect me. Dude, whatever, whether you, you know, I I don't think my cats are going to help protect me. Not at all. But they will come sleep in the bed with me and my girlfriend. And that's fine. Like, I have no issue with that. But like, that's, that's, that's. So different than a stuffed animal. One of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about this and is that your girlfriend comes off as one of these people to me, but she's she's not. She doesn't have a she doesn't have a stuffed animal. Um if you meet your girlfriend and start talking to her and you didn't know her really well, you'd be like, and somebody said, Hey, does she do that? The answer I think for a lot of people would be yes. It, it no, I mean I, there's stuffed animals like in the house, and it was one of those things that like when she moved from her dad's, it was like, Oh, I'll bring this and I'll bring this, and she brought everything with her. But they're like I mean, Joey had Hugsy. I mean, they're in like uh, no, I, I, they're, they're 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 like in like the spare bedroom in a closet. They're not even. It's one of those things. They're not where displayed. If I threw them out, she'd be like, yeah, whatever. She wouldn't care. Is that right? Yeah, dude. See you. Animals. See, are you guessing at that? Because why didn't she just throw them out then? Um, because like I said, I think when she moved, she was just like, I'm gonna bring everything with me. And now that you guys have been living together right. for a little while, she realizes, you know what? I'm not 16. Like right. maybe, maybe maybe it's time to be. I don't know how old she is, no. but maybe we'd be that age. I mean, I, no, I, I can guarantee you that she would just be like, yeah, whatever. Like not the end of the day here. Because I mean, at the end, th- th- there's no real value to them. There's nothing other than, and like I said, unless it's a generational grandma thing. What are, what are we talking about? This is one of those times, and there are double standards in life. There totally is. But I know for a fact, right, Let's that if a man goes home at the end of the night with a new woman that he just recently met, and they're going into her house to have sex, a man looks at a teddy bear on the bed and goes, all right, a little bit of a red flag. I'm doing it, though. Yeah, right? for sure. Where if I take a girl home from Buzzbin, and like, and dude, we walk into my bedroom, and my bed's made, everything's nice, and there's a teddy bear sitting on the thing, she's out. Right? And rightfully so. Yes, dude. High in the like, high tails. Isn't it amazing how one thing for one sex screams like, yeah, that's okay. It's maybe a little weird, but it's okay. Where for the other sex, it's like you're now like a like going to be like a murderer. I, I just, that, that's very weird to me. Like, cause, uh, like a woman would have this stuff on her bed, but if she walked into a man's house, she would be judging him up and down over it. Now, don't get me wrong. I would judge a man for this too. But if I, if like, you know, we put, we put the same situation on and, you know, a chick ends up at a dude's house and there's a bunch of like swords on the wall, you'd probably be like, eh, this is weird, but whatever. Where if I went to a chick's house and she had the thing like a medieval dungeon and there was like swords on the wall, I would be like, I don't know about this. Yeah. My ex had one of the Game of Thrones. Uh-huh. Swords Jeez, hanging out, dude. not oh, on her bedroom geez. wall, but in the living room. She had she had long claw in the living oh, room. Long claw. Better make sure we get the name right. <laughs> My God, you know that's fake, right? Yeah, but her boobs were huge oh, okay. and real. Right. They were huge <laughs> and real, buddy. So your boy, yeah, your boy plugged through on that one. Let's send you to CTSO. They're playing December 29th up at the queue. We'll take caller 30 right now at 1-800-243-7625 on those. And then next, you'll actually win your way out to Las Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9.
Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. So if some idiot is smashed into you in traffic, get your car back to its original condition with North Canton Collision's state-of-the-art paint technology. And my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason are happy to take your call for a free no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171 or you can find them online at NorthCantonCollision.com. Get your car back to the pristine shape it should be in. Hit up North North Canton Collision, the folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. I want to congratulate Andrew, who won his way into the TSO show. He was pretty excited. He'll be in uh, He'll be in the queue December the 29th there, checking out TSO, courtesy of the Sandsbury Show, Rock 106.9. Also, just sent somebody out to Vegas for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. Teresa will have your next opportunity. She'll get you hooked up with your keyword at 11 o'clock this morning. She'll have multiple opportunities for you during her program. She starts at 10 right here on Rock 106.9. Haven't heard her yet. You should check her out. She's pretty damn good. And she'll send you to Vegas multiple times this morning during her program. Bullying has been an issue in this country for, well, forever, I would imagine. But it's been definitely one of those things that over the last five years, people have wanted to shed some light on. So maybe we can stop this from being a problem. Now, some of this is kids being kids, and sometimes kids are just going to be mean or whatever. It doesn't mean you should turn a blind eye to it. It's just like sometimes kids are just going to say or do awful things. But how we handle bullying and what we do with that from there, um, this country's been examining. Like, how do we handle it, right? Yeah, I think people have opened up their eyes, or at least some people have opened up their eyes to, like, you know, there's there's a difference, you're right, between, like, well, kids are going to be kids, and sometimes they're just Dan Dan the garbage man, like, right? right. Versus, versus honest to God bullying. Right, right. right? And, 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 and and there needs, those kind of need to be handled in two different ways. I think you can point to people who have gone too extreme and said, like, oh, well, people that said Dan Dan the garbage man should be expelled. Mm-hmm. I don't know about all that. I don't know about that, but, but somebody, same- if you punch my kid in the hallway, I want you punished. Exactly. Right? And I know I have been uh, throughout the the run of this program when we're talking about like, you know, kids on a football team and like, you know, a little hazing that I've always been like, you know, what, a little hazing's not bad. And I think uh, once you make it sexual and there's broom handles and that kind of stuff, like you're going way too far. But like when I started in the radio business, hazing was totally part of it. I touched on this a little bit yesterday. Like I was an intern and so hazing was part of it. And it's the way you made sure people wanted to be around and were really committed to your cause. And I believe there's a reason why it works in the military and football teams and that kind of stuff. I feel like there's a reason why it's always around. Now that's separate from bullying. Bullying is a complete separate issue. And there's a father now who is in some serious trouble in Cleveland now over a bullying issue. His son was being bullied, okay? And so then this dad then decided he was going to drive his 16-year-old son to a street corner last week and ordered him to fight a high school classmate who had been bullying him. Well, now the police report says the teen landed on his head after after the bully picked him up and threw him onto the sidewalk. The report now claims that a doctor who first treated the teen said he has now had some brain bleeding. Jeez, dude. That's, now, I mean, that's awful. Once you start getting into brain injuries there, I'm sure this kid is looking at a very, very tough road to hoe here. And now the court records are not you know, clear whether or not the boy is still in the hospital. An arrest warrant has been issued for the boy's father, 35-year-old Carlos Connor, on a felony child endangering charge. 
Police and, uh, and court records do not say whether he has an attorney as of yet. My guess is he's probably lawyered up by now. You'd hope. Whether it be like an attorney or whether he got a public defender, whatever, I'm willing to bet he's consulted a lawyer by now. But his son has now had some brain bleeding because his dad was showing him, you know, or telling him, look, look, you're not backing down from a bully. I'm going to take you go back out and fight. Now, this is just, this is one of these things in life. Where when you get to be my age, you've lived long enough now where you can see the world completely turn on issues. Because when I was growing up, I remember coming home and being like bad, like I was pissy and like I may have even been crying about some kids down the street who were making fun of me, picking on me. And I didn't like it. And I came home and the, like one of the kids threatened to fight me. And sure enough, my dad was like, go back out there and fight for yourself. Defend yourself. And what he said is, don't go out of the house now and go track him down and go punch him. But if you're in this situation again and somebody threatens you physically or somebody pushes you, you are allowed to defend yourself. And I think for the time I was being raised in, in the era I was being raised in, that was probably the better way to go. But we live in a completely different world now. And... I. I now, and I'm now, well, not no longer, but I ended up being really good friends with this kid for, and sure enough, I went back out there and got my ass kicked like he did. He beat me up and we became, dude, he lived right next door to me and we've remained friends for, as a matter of fact, he just emailed me through Facebook like a week ago and we've been friends and like a little bit close forever. And, but there's, dude, it's different now. Well, I, I just think it's different now. And there's a fundamental difference between what your dad told you to do and what this dad told his kid to do in the sense of, yeah, dude, if somebody punches you, you don't have much of an option on what you're going to do to retaliate there. You can either take another punch or you can punch back. But that's not what happened here. When no, you he put this kid in the car and drove right, him to the situation. Right. When, right. You dr- when you drive somebody to the situation and say, no, you're going to go get, to go start this, we're a totally different place there. To For me, it feels like my dad was t- teaching me how to stand up for myself. And this story feels more like... I'm embarrassed that my kid's a sissy. Sure. And I don't know if maybe I'm letting the, if I'm looking to let my dad off the hook cuz he's my dad maybe. I mean maybe I'm just, maybe I'm giving him too much credit. Maybe he handled this totally. I know I lean on my dad a lot on the show and I'm like, yeah, you know, my dad told me this, my dad. I'm surprised nobody ever sends me that meme from Game of Thrones. Nobody right. cares what your dad told you. I'm surprised nobody ever sends that to me. But like it's not that he did everything, right? Maybe he did this wrong. I don't know. I guess a part of the problem is here is like you have to look at ages too where it's like if you're an 8-year-old and this is the situation getting back out there and kind of standing up for yourself is one thing but if you dude if you're a teenager you're 16 17 years old dude i mean honestly you don't know if you're dealing with a sociopath and like there comes to be a point where like or well, a gun in school oh, right i mean like well and there comes to be a point i guess you deal with that at eight too but like there comes to yeah, be a point do. where like you are a you are 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 dealing with somebody and in, in this bully and the, uh, the 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 oh well if you just punch a bully in the mouth he's gonna he's gonna back down i've found that bullies are actually the most cowardly of all yeah, until you're dealing with an honest-to-God sociopath who's ready to physically injure you just because he's looking to hurt somebody. You know what's crazy is right now there are people in their cars rolling their eyes at you and saying they're 16. As if a 16-year-old <laughs> as if a 16-year-old can't be a sociopath. Right. Okay. I'm just telling you, okay. I, dude, you and I are in lockstep in this. But I but like there are people who don't feel like a 16-year-old can totally be a psychopath and you know what I mean and and have these issues when they totally can. Where do you think this bullying came from? I, like it's it's a learned it's a learned behavior of violence there, dude, and I'm sure they came from a situation where you know where their dad taught them that that's how they're supposed to do it. But like where do you think though where do you think bullying comes from? Everything's learned at home. Right. Everything is learned in 
picked up and adapted from home. Now, I will tell you, I, maybe I'm wrong on this too. Maybe I'm looking back at when I grew up like through rose-colored glasses. But like I went back out there and we stood toe-to-toe, we fought. But nobody was ever going to, like once you were beaten, nobody was going to pick you up and slam you down on the cement. Now, maybe that's my neighborhood and yeah. the kids I grew up with. Maybe that, maybe that's not era. Maybe that's just happened to be my street. Well, and you as the bully standing Pirate's there. Pirate's Trail, by the way. Standing, Pirate's Trail. Standing there on the street corner. I mean, like, just like anyone else, if somebody comes at you swinging, you're going to defend yourself. And if some dude's swinging on me and I have an opportunity to body slam him into concrete, what else are you going to do? Like, whether he's right or wrong and how this all started, you're being attacked. And, like, of course you're going to return in kind. Like, my, like, one of the things my dad would always say to me, about this was don't punch anybody first but if somebody hits you don't just stand there and get beat up like you have you are allowed to defend yourself and i think that is different than loading up your kid in the car and going to like get like hillbilly justice right it's it, it, right it's comparable to that mob mentality of like no we'll go handle this ourselves and it's like well this is the situation that you're going to find you in when you go first of all first of all this dad is probably going to go to jail second of all who knows what his son's health is going to be like in the future oh dude bleeding on the brain not good not good at all dude That's like, that's like problem number one. Like you definitely do not want that. NBA commissioner Fantone, Adam Silver, wants to change something drastically with the television product of the NBA. And I'm interested to find out if you think this is a good idea. So we'll find that out. That will be next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here. If you've ever been in the situation where a bunch of coworkers are deciding like where they're going to lunch and you're sitting there like, please, nobody asked me to drive because you're embarrassed of the way your car looks, maybe even the way it sounds. Let's get you out of that situation. The Wakeham Auto family can get you into a car you're proud of. They did it for me under six months ago. And I'm telling you, man, with Wakeham being Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership. 106.9. Allen into the motion, the wind and the pitch. Swung and ripped to left. Chisinau coming on. Slides. He made the catch. Ball game. And mark it down, folks. History on September 13th of 2017. The Cleveland Indians have set a new American League record, winning their 21st consecutive ball game. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. I'm Rock 106.9. I love hearing Hammy making the call, man. He's just good. Setting a uh, setting an AL record right there. Indians going for another victory tonight, man. Exciting time to be a Tribe fan. So this this controversy about the 27th victory or whatever thing happened here, like one of our listeners cleared this up for me. Apparently what had happened was is that the game was was considered a tie because of nightfall happened. And then they they played it the next day and then the team won. And then that's why it's the streak. Is it in the record books as a tie? That don't quote me on that. That I don't. I know. mean, we can talk about circumstances and we can talk about like the X, Y's, and Z's, but the record book is what the record book is. So if it's recorded as a tie, I don't think it counts. I would also make the argument that today's athletes are bigger, stronger, faster than ever before. So to do it now is definitely more impressive than ever before. I think. Now maybe I'm wrong on that, dude. I was gonna say there's some people out there who want to uh, who want to argue with you about all that, but well, the games played maybe differently too, this and that. But guys are definitely bigger, stronger, faster. There's no denying that. I would love to make that argument in the NBA, but apparently if I do that, people are like, "Oh, dude, you don't know anything about Jordan. You don't know anything about him." But I mean, I guess I can apply to baseball. Well, I do think the hand check rule does 
definitely has changed defensive like defensive issues in basketball. They didn't have lights. We're talking about baseball before goddamn lights. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Jeez. You're absolutely right about that. You're absolutely right about that. So the NBA is actually what I want to talk about now because their commissioner, Adam Silver, is looking to fix the problem with younger people not being into the sports. they People thought, like, look, sports will be what stops people from cord cutting, right? Yeah. And it's what's going to keep people with TV. Now, the NFL had, uh, I guess, not the best ratings ever last year, and we've seen some other issues. Now, I still maintain that last year's NFL ratings were due to the election and how crazy that thing got, but that doesn't mean I'm right. It's just my, it, that's just my opinion. Right. I don't know that for sure. All right, But Adam Silver's worried about millennials bailing on the television product in the NBA. And he says here, people are going to other mediums to find all this stuff, you know, Twitter and Instagram or whatever. And now everybody's posting like three minute clips of the game on Twitter. You can basically keep up with this stuff by watching your timeline. Yeah. And I mean, as a as a an association, as a professional sports you know organization, you have to either keep up with the times or die. I mean, I know that that sounds like, oh, my gosh, well, dude, football is going to die. But if you don't evolve with things, you're going to get left behind. And I, I would assume that the last thing that any of these uh, these 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 associations or leagues or whatever would want to do is to lose young viewers because that's your future. Like, it's fine right now that you're like, nah, dude, you know what? We make our bread and butter on a 40-year-old man, and that's fine. Well, dude, that 40-year-old... Those guys are going to die. Well, right. I was going to say, he's going to turn 60, and he's going to die. I mean, well... Why know. did Camel use Joe Camel? Exactly. To pull kids exactly. in. you got to build your brand for the future, right? So what Adam Silver wants to do is he wants to make the NBA product on television look more like a video game. Okay. And by that he means not the not the players themselves and this and that. Okay, I was right. going to say, what? Are, <laughs> how are you going to do that? He doesn't want to digitize LeBron James. That's right. not what's happening here. But if you are a video game person, you have at least heard of the platform Twitch, which I believe is an Amazon product, right? And what Twitch is, Fantone, and I don't use it, but I have an Xbox One, but I don't I don't use this because for me it doesn't really seem like something I would want. But what it is is that you post videos of you playing the game and it's got other stuff on the screen like you're inside the the box and people can see you playing it and people can comment on you playing it and it okay. shows up on the screen. Okay. So what Adam Silver is saying is I want the NBA product on TV to look more like a Twitch broadcast than a traditional TV broadcast. And so what that means is is like he's looking to add he's like well, a lot of people are saying it's going to look cluttered. He gets that. He says, but we're going to we're going to make the NBA product look more like Twitch on TV. You're going to see more people who are watching it, more comments of by people who are watching. He says these younger generation they just want more things than just the game going on. And yeah, I am a little bit. This is a little bit old man yelling at cloud right now, right? Like, but I I'm I'm nervous about this because, and I'll relate it back to the news. I maintain that one of the things that has dumbed America down, and I don't know that I'm right about this, it's just my opinion, but I think that one of the things that has dumbed America down is the, is the scroll at the bottom of the news. Is like because now you're list, halfway listening to what somebody's saying and reading about something completely different to where you're getting half of both those sets of information and you walk away less informed than you should be. And that I think now that's worse when talking politics and what's going on in the world than it is rockets versus warriors, right? right. But ultimately, I think this drives your attention away from the, dude. If I'm the NBA athlete, I hate this because what you're doing is is you're incorporating more. More of the audience, and now they're going to be the star. 
Like their comments are going to be the star. Their their thoughts on what's happening. They're drawing up of like the Madden pen on the side of the screen. That's going to be the star. LeBron's no longer going to be the thing. This is just more working the average person into the product, which I understand. I get it, but. I worry that this backfires. Um, I understand where you're coming from with that. I just don't. Am know. I just old and afraid? I, well, I just don't know if that's going to be enough <laughs> to I stop am. this. I don't know if that's no, going to be no, enough. No, no, to, no, no. To, it's definitely not. I know I, that. You got to think that you know. One of the things that we all do, you know, is you sit there on your phone during uh, the Indians game yesterday. And, you know, even as we were sitting there watching a record setting, you know, essentially a highlight of all time Cleveland sports, you're still sitting there on your phone looking at Twitter, seeing what other people are saying about this. Oh, my gosh, what did Scott from Waiting for Next Year say about this? You know, you're getting more insight into things. So you're glued so, to the screen so, with this. Right. Model. If they can eliminate that distraction by incorporating that distraction, it makes sense to me. Now, I know this sounds crazy, but are we maybe preparing to do this for a world that maybe won't always have Twitter? Well, I, I mean, mean, yes, but is that- I do believe a social media revolt is coming. Um, a revolt, sure, but an end to social media, no. I do. I know it's going to be Twitter in thirty years. No, of course not. But, but they'll adapt to whatever it is. Something will exist where you can have your opinion kind of live streamed to the world, and you know, I don't think they're just going to be randomly picking like you know. What do I want to say? Like just random ass fans and putting them up on you know the ABC broadcast. I'm sure there'll there'll come to be like you know Scott for waiting for next year will you know be like a preferred user there where it's like all right this guy has true insight into the game. This guy has some sort of authority. This guy has you know knowledge of, of what he's talking about, and that's worth something. Now if they're just picking John Q. Public from you know from that's Alliance, a that's a mistake. But if you're incorporating things that have actual value that add to the product, because the last thing you want is is you know. Steve from Alliance sitting there and being like, oh my God, dude, I'm on TV, man. And, you know, in the middle of that, they're not going right. to allow that to happen. No, they, no, they, I would imagine they're savvy enough for that. Now, they say one of the hangups here is the TV partners. Whether or not ESPN, Turner Sports, and the companies that like air these games for you to watch, are they going to be willing to do this to their TV screens? And they say their contracts do not expire until 2025. And you got to wonder that. Because one of the things, and dude, golf is the, is the sport that ushered this in and every other sport's starting to take it, which is play through. And so, like, half the screen is still the game, and then half the screen is, like, you know, a Ford commercial, which is, re- honestly, I love when they do that in golf. You know who else does that? WWE, dude, they're huge into that. Like, is that a right? Commercial break, they have the little screen where it's like, all right, you got a little bit of action going on. It's smart, and I'm so much more likely to watch through that commercial break as opposed to being like, all right, moving well, around. And this. I'll tell you what's, I'll tell you what I've noticed as a guy who watches golf every time. Like, I end up paying attention to the commercial. So there I am, I, I because you hear the commercial, right. and they know that they know whatever you hear, that's what's going. To, your eyes going to draw to it. That's why. Uh, that's why there's you know more people listening to radio than watching Game of Thrones, dude. I mean that's the truth of it. Um, I I'll tell you where you're going to see this riveting, ding, ding baby, riveting, ding, like it. Um, I'll tell you where you're going to see this, and this doesn't have to incorporate ABC, NBC, ESPN yet. Um, you'll see this in the NBA G League. You'll see this in the Canton Charge. You'll oh, see they'll this, play with it because what they do is, I mean, they are they're the petri dish for anything NBA. Is that like, hey, if we want to take a minute off of each quarter, how do we do it? I don't know. We'll start it off in the G League and we'll figure it and out. See if it works. If we want to put 
you know, a, a meter on the ball. How do we do it? Well, we'll do it in the G League and we'll figure it out. But they already broadcast everything on Facebook Live. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? They already have that 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 relationship with that brand. So if for Facebook, why wouldn't you join on and be like, all right, well, hell yeah, dude, NBA G League, we'll do this and we'll move things and blah, blah, blah. That's a good idea. Yeah, so I would assume that That's a good you know, idea. it won't be too long. Probably next year I'll be telling you about, you know, hey, they can't charge on the Facebook. So it's coming. You know what I mean? Like there's no there's no stopping this, you know, social trend from incorporating itself into a million other things. You're probably right about that. I, I do. The, there's a little bit of this that, that makes me nervous, and I understand it's just that the, it's a changing world, and I don't understand it, and I don't have grandkids to come change my diaper, and I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm finally just like dust them off. Will you glade Stansberry down? I watched a documentary yesterday. It was about an hour long. And it took place, it was showing you something that happened in 1987. And it could, ne- some of the things I saw in there would never, ever happen today. And I'll explain next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here. When you're talking firearms, you know what you want? Knowledge, safety, and training. That's right. And you can find it all at Great American Shooting Sports in North Canton. Find Great American Shooting Sports state-of-the-art indoor gun ranges at 6505 Promler Street Northwest, right across Interstate 77 from the Strip. You can stay up to date at Facebook and Instagram or find more info at GreatAmericanShootingSports.com. I will tell you, they're offering you beginner firearm safety classes, concealed carry classes, and advanced tactical classes, and the best apparel by 511. Check out more at GreatAmericanShootingSports.com. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9, online for WRQK.com. Teresa will get you hooked up with another keyword for the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Festival. That trip is obviously out to Las Vegas, so you get a free trip for two out to Vegas, plus you get to see the iHeartRadio Music Festival. Harry Styles will be there, David Guetta, The Weeknd, Chris Stapleton, Pink, My Spirit Animal. And you'll be there, too. Today and tomorrow, last days to do it, dude. Get it done. Stick around with uh, Teresa at 11. She'll give you your next keyword. I watched uh, yesterday. I had it recorded. Um, a 30 for 30, and you'll have to excuse me. I forget the name of it, but it was about the 87 NFL season and, like, the Washington Redskins and the scab season is essentially okay, what okay. it was called. Remember All that? Right. And I saw some things in there that I don't think you would see today, which is there were fans outside the stadium protesting against other fans who were willing to watch scab games and were like, this is a union town and we're sticking with the oh, union. Jesus, like, yes. dude, <laughs> like, dude, could you imagine today NFL players saying, you know what? No, we're going on strike. I'm telling you right now, I think the fan base turns on NFL players today, not stands by them. Um, well, let's remember 30 years ago, were pro athletes still paid well? Yes, but not nearly on the on the scale they are now. So Lawrence Taylor actually said it. He, they said, why'd you cross the picket line? He said, I was sick of losing $60,000 a week. Okay, so that gives you about where... And Lawrence Taylor, I would imagine, was one of the best... Higher paid athletes. Well, I would imagine one of the best paid defensive players in the league back then. Because, I mean, dude, he changed the linebacker position. Right? And so I would imagine he was at the top end there. So that gives you a little glimpse into that. Now I know inflation and all that. But one of the other things I saw... In that 30 for 30 that you would never, ever, ever see today because the guys would never be allowed on the field if they did, is athletes were showing up to the stadium to threaten scab players. Phantom, they showed them in the back of pickup trucks holding shotguns. Um, And I thought to myself, I was like, oh my God. 
Imagine if two black linebackers were in the bed of a pickup truck holding shotguns, rolling up to stadiums. Bro, the world would end. I mean, this does go to show you that, you know, this thought of stick to sports has never really existed. It, it hasn't. I mean, we can all we can all act like, well, I didn't pay attention to it back then. Didn't mean they weren't saying it. You just weren't listening to it. Um, fair. Uh, That's fair. You know, unions in the late 80s and early 90s, there was a lot of issues back then, and I think that was kind of a turning point within America. Um, and yes, the, the overall concept of support for unions, nowhere even close to where it used to no. be. And nor would would an average salaried person get the back of a millionaire nope. athlete today. Nope. Never would happen. Nope. It's just it, 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 it's it's. I don't want to say that like we're all jealous of, of like rich people, but we are. And especially well, we, pro we athletes, dude. because you consider it to be easy. It's a game. Yeah. Oh, dude, it's a kids game. It's a kids game, and you're a multimillionaire because of a kids game. Well, no, they're a multimillionaire because you keep going to that kids game. It's first of all, pro football is not a kids game. Peewee football is a kids game. Professional means just that. Yeah, send little Timmy out there, dude, on Sunday and have him line up against the the, the Ravens defense. Oh, we'll dude, if I w- like hit a 10-year-old going across the middle and like leveled him, people are going <laughs> to freak out, and I'm not even a trained athlete. I'm not even a poorly trained so athlete. Stansberry going out there playing peewee football with the kids. The McKinley Bulldog nine-year-olds, the Buffs getting taken out. Stansberry coming over the middle. Oh, I'll declete one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I'll declete one of those little some bitches for sure. I would, dude. For sure. Your ten-year-old goes over the middle, dude. I'm telling you, Bro, if your ten-year-old jumps in line in front of me at the buffet, he's getting declated. Bro, we are in Stark County, Ohio. I'm telling you right now, there's. A I don't dad care, li- dude. I'm tougher than every ten-year-old on the board. There's board. a dad listening right now who's like, Bring you know up. what, Sansbury, lace him up, buddy. <laughs> dude, here's Jeez. what I'll tell you, dude. Tomorrow's Friday. I don't have anything <laughs> planned for the show. Seventy-seven fifty-five Freedom Avenue. You bring your ten-year-old, dude, and he's getting declated. Front lawn of the radio station, dude. It's over. Like our career, dude. Like our career. I can just hear it now. Did you threaten to tackle a 10-year-old? Yeah, and his bitch-ass dad. Everybody. They're all going down. Granted, we'll have to sew three jerseys together to get around me. But, yeah, no, I just don't think you would ever see that today. Imagine two athletes rolling up to the stadium in the bed of a pickup truck with shotguns to threaten people. Just imagine that. Dude, the NFL was kind of like the Wild Wild West back in the day. Smoking cigarettes in the locker room, rolling it was up just there with crazy. shotguns. Yeah. God, sounds awesome. Nuts. If you haven't seen that 30 for 30 yet, like most 30 for 30s, it was awesome. Yeah, I'll check so, it out. Yeah, you should check that out. I really enjoyed that yesterday. It was about an hour and a half long, and I absolutely loved it. Aside from that, show's over for the day. Be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Again, stick around for Teresa at 11 o'clock. She'll send you to Las Vegas. You guys have an awesome afternoon. See